0: fam. Mm, Welcome back fam fam. Uh thank you guys always for listening. This is our wrap up of the season. Oh so my we gosh. hope you guys enjoyed this season. Um I know that doesn't really mean a lot cuz like we're going to have an episode next week anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just how we organize it. So we're really excited. It makes <laughs> us feel good. So thank you. exactly exactly um we already have some amazing guests lined up for next season two so we're really excited to bring that to you but today we have three amazing guests so get excited guys you've never had that many guests at once (laughs) oh we're excited (laughs) yes all right so i will introduce our ladies this is the team for the film into light which they will tell you about Um, So we have my friend, Amy Walker, who is a writer, producer, and actress. She stars in the film. Um, She's been featured on the Today Show, NPR, and Inside Edition. She's an accents expert, which we're going to have to get together about this because I need some training. (laughs) Um, And she has three features due out this year and in development for another feature and a TV series. And then we also have Martine Malol. She's the producer. She's the founder of Cali Pictures. And the production company has another feature due out this year on Mary Pickford. And before diving into film, she was the executive VP of BCBG. And then Jessica Graham, the director. She's an award-winning, award-winning filmmaker and actor. And recently directed an award-winning short film on domestic violence, as well as the pilot of a web series for YouTube's Women in Comedy initiative. So thank you all ladies for coming on today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely.
2: Thank you. It's a joy. Thank
0: Fem you.
1: fam. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome <laughs> aboard. We have three femme queens. I'm so excited. So let's talk. Who started? What's into the light? What is, the, what is it about? Whose idea was it? Um, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's called Into Light.
2: It's a short film about nine minutes. And the idea came four years ago. I went to a National Women's History Alliance event um, and got to learn about some of our foremothers who I didn't know about because we just weren't taught about hardly any of them. But they were there. They were real. They were powerful. And some would say ahead of their time, but that's just because we didn't know they were of their time. And these phenomenal women have been in every time. Mm-hmm. So, I got to see a presentation about Inez Milholland Boissevain, who I didn't know about, but she was a martyr to the suffrage movement and to civil rights and to, uh, you know, voting rights, really equal rights for all. Which in the late 1800s, early 1900s was, you know, kind of radical. It wasn't everybody. Um, but she, she was a member of the NAACP. She was a lawyer working to, to get prison changed from just punishment to reform. Oh, wow. She was a peace oh. activist in World War I, which was totally unheard of, to go travel uh, to Italy. Oh, wow. <laughs> a woman, yeah. So I'm really excited. She has a huge story, but we wanted to give just a little taste of her story. When I found out about her, I... Uh, I put a clip of her final speech in my one woman show that I took around the world and it had a great response from people. And I really wanted to tell more of her story. So that's kind of the long version, I guess. Of it. Yeah, I, I got this idea to do a short and just um, you know, use it as a proof of concept for a larger narrative, but then also to inspire people to vote this year.
1: Yeah. I really love that. So, what part of her whole um, history did you want to highlight in this short? The climax, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> so it's,
2: it's all a, um, her her final speech here in Los Angeles, uh, 104 years ago now, 1916.
1: In L.A. of in all LA. places! Yeah. Was wow. From New York,
2: um, and lived in London for kind of her formative years as a teenager. Um, but then, yeah, she was on this major tour in an election year that year. And and so it's it's vacillating from her. Wow. She was really sick and she didn't know that she was like she didn't know how sick because mm-hmm. they were still discovering this illness that she had. Um, and because she'd been nonstop going on this tour, it was supposed to be 50 cities in 30 days by train um rallying for the vote for women and so it's from from her um I've always been fascinated by that moment when you're you're backstage and you're whatever is going on and then here you are and you have to be everything you need to be for that moment for the people and so it's her with a doctor and her sister trying to get
0: prepared to go on stage and have this speech and then and then what happens (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, I love that. I mean, Carolina and I are big fans of doing the proof of concept before <laughs> the big thing, but I love that you're taking it um you know and making it its own project, you know it's not just the proof of concept for a feature that might come out eventually, like it's its own thing and doing it in an election year and with everything going on right now, like that's just perfect,, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I like to to
2: utilize my art for. Mm-hmm for purpose. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And how long ago did you say that you discovered Inez and like had this I idea? I discovered her about four years ago Okay, and then um, wrote the, sh- the short film script about a year ago. Okay, nice. So then how did the three of you t- all come together? Well, the first person I went
2: to was Jessica because we have worked together on two other occasions and she's just phenomenal it's so mindful the way that she holds everything but also her her vision is very um very whole you know it's very holistic she feels in the inside and the outside and the look of it and um and as an author of this incredible book which I'm sure she'll tell you about um I just I felt like Inez's essence would really resonate with Jessica and that she'd be a great person to bring it
3: to that. light thanks Amy <laughs> yeah it um As soon as I got the email from Amy, um, it was interesting because, um, like Inez, I deal with chronic illness, <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. kind of in the midst of a somewhat challenging time. And I got the email asking about the project, and I felt my whole body just get filled with joy and life, which I really listened to <laughs> because um, because a lot of the time when you're dealing with pain a lot, that's not the experience. And I was just immediately filled with like energy and happiness, and I was like, "Well, this is clearly a yes. I'm gonna gonna be doing this." Um, and then i i read um, I read a bio. On her, and I was like, "Oh, I, I see why why Amy contacted me about this. It's not just that we've worked together, but it's that you know, Inez was also um, a believer in free love, and I'm a, I work around sexuality. That's one of the one of the jobs that I have, and um, she was just very open and outspoken about her sexuality, which is the way that I've been she's dealing with chronic illness she's she's an she was an actress she was um an activist like she was multi-passionate and just spoke Mm -hmm. to me on so many levels and then also she's she's got her areas where she she needed to do some work like she around intimacy and things like this and I related to that too so I was like wow like this woman was amazing and I had only seen images of her. I'd seen some images of her on the white horse um, in marches, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know her story. And so um, Amy introduced me to her and gave me the amazing gift of inviting me to come on board for this. And it's just been, it's been um, an incredible experience all around. That's so perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. And I feel like, um, those stories like how it resonated with you are going to resonate with a large you know audience especially you know us women that we we want to hear those stories and I love that you also just felt like in the show they struggle with should I take on this project or not and I love that you just really like listen to your guy and you're like this this feels with this fills me with joy and so like I'm gonna go for it and that's probably
3: why it's gonna be super successful well (laughs) I I hope that that's some part of it but obviously Amy is um Amy's amazing I pretty much would always say yes to Amy like my body is always a yes to Amy (laughs) but this uh this project in particular yeah. and and like Amy said you know using using art to to create change and that's very important to me you know time is limited life is short what am I what am I trying mm. to do with with what I'm putting out there in the world? But there's a person that really made this possible, and that's Martine. Martine, Martine. Martine. is a phenomenal. I, I just I'm in awe of her.
2: Literally would not have happened
3: if
4: hadn't no, no, no.
2: pulled out every stop. <laughs> and I have to say about this incredible woman. So we met at this at H Club. May it rest no, in
4: peace.
2: <laughs> It was around long enough for us to get together. And exactly. Way, it, served, it served its purpose. It did. But she was the producer of this film that was screening there called The Women Who Run Hollywood. And it's an amazing film. Totally check it out. And I reached out to her and sight unseen, she was willing to take a meeting with me and just trust and give it
0: her all. And she's, oh, she's just a phenomenal human being. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I love that all of you are involved, too, in so many, like, just, you know, women's rights and women history and all of that kind of heavy um, projects, because that's, you know, what me and Carolina are all about. That's what Famregard Productions is all about. So it's a perfect match. Just saying.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So um, we met. I work with um, two filmmakers in Mm -hmm. France. Uh, because I'm French originally, Uh, I've been here for 20 years, Um, and they make documentaries about old Hollywood Mm -hmm. and about the American society. So I partner with them, I'm kind of their arm in the US, and we uh, make those documentaries for France, uh, for Arte, and for another channel, and then they're distributed all over the world before I came on board with them they had made a documentary that went to Mm -hmm. Cannes called the women who run Hollywood and it's basically um talking about the early 1900s when there were more more women in Hollywood than men there was there was that time that existed and um I just love this doc and I think those two women are just brilliant they're a powerhouse we do about four documentaries every year um they're they're just incredible. And they were in LA and I said, why don't we do a screening of the women who run Hollywood at the H Club because they have screening series and I want to show this film. This film is not distributed in the US yet. And I wanted to show it to some people. So we, that's what we did. And Amy was there because she was one of the founding members of the H Club and she reached out to me. And I have, first I love, um, I love period." Uh, I love, so we've, we've done like a documentary about Douglas Fairbanks. Um, We're, we're done um, the sex in Hollywood. We've done um, the image of the witch throughout Hollywood, like in the ages. So we, we take a a subject, whether it's someone we are doing one, we're releasing one this year on Jack Lemmon. Uh, We're in the midst of doing one about um, Anthony Hopkins. So we're, do, the clara and julia cooperberg are doing a lot of documentaries but i love their docs about old hollywood and when amy came and talked to me about inez and um her fight and that it was also a period piece i was very intrigued um one of my challenges is i'm new to the industry but i've I've kind of gone backwards. I started with a very big film, then I did a smaller one, and I had never done a short. And I said, you know, I need to do a short film one day, uh, <laughs> because. Uh, and then I said, you know, is there something behind it? Because you know, I want also it to be part of a bigger project. And we've been talking about, and she'll tell you more about it, um, making it a bigger project also. And then she's such an incredible woman. I just fell in love. I have a tendency to work with people that I love. And, um, I think it makes everything easier when you just, you know, you just respect the people and, and I love working with bright creatives. I'm not creative. I'm a business. I come from the business world of fashion. I'm into more of the business world of cinema. And, um, you know, I said, yes, of course I'll take this on and, and help you guys. And snagged that budget and get stuff for free and and we'll (laughs) make it and and then I went to work and then I met the team Jessica is incredible I discovered later that she's also a brilliant brilliant actress um she has a film that I really like uh, where she's incredible and I met a whole team of people I love one of the things that brought me to the industry is uh when I worked in fashion I was the head of a very very big company and I was working all the time and not many not meeting that many people i was just working within the company all the time and um, what when i switched to being uh, a producer 4 years ago one of the things i loved was meeting people i just wanted to meet all kind of people i just wanted to network i just wanted to and i love working and meeting incredible women and that's that's kind of my thing so i tried to surround myself with as many creatives and brilliant creatives as I can because I'm zero in creative. I'm all business. (laughs) Which we need. I feel like it's it's my role to help them bring their voice and help them make their projects happen and help them get heard. And that's my little part in the process.
0: And that's so important to like find your tribe and surround yourself with those kind of people, you know, like it's Important to find the people that are able to do the things that you don't do. First of all, just like objectively, that's important. But then to find people that you really vibe with and that really are, you know, looking to create the same kind of quality stuff that you are, the same kind of messages to put out there and everything. Like we talk about that on the show all the time. That's like number one to succeed. You know, so
1: yeah. And the yeah the again the fact that now hearing from all of you guys are all such have such a love for each other and respect for each other, one another's work. That's incredible to have on a team. Like that's dream
0: team. Hey, FemFam. How many of you are podcasters yourself or interested in keeping up with the rapidly growing podcast world? There's so much to learn and keep up with, but we have just the way to do it. Join the PodMov community. We have. We get their daily newsletter delivered to our inbox, connect through the private Facebook group, and are even featured in their June 15th, 2020 issue.
1: They even have a huge annual summit for podcasters to network, learn,
0: and perfect their craft. If you're not convinced yet, just subscribe and try it out anyway, because guess what? It's free and you can unsubscribe at any time. Use
1: this link so they know we sent you. Don't worry, I'll read it off now, but we'll also type it out in our show notes for you to copy and paste. And it is podcastmovement.com slash subscribe question mark M-W-R equal
0: sign 2-E-F-F-8-B-B-A. We'll see you in the Facebook group or even better at the summit.
1: And also just we always also like to on our show when we talk about like when you're making a film, like why do you why are you the ones to make the film? Mm-hmm. And clearly, Inez's story like story resonates with all of you in one aspect, again or another, and you guys have that to really put those messages out.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's uh, uh, at that presentation. Um, Bob Cooney, who's one of the historians who worked with us on on the film, who works with me, I guess, uh, in creating it, he he had given the presentation. And then he said, "I I feel like it's time we need to have a film about Inez," um, who agrees, and I, my hand shut up. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think should play here? <laughs> and he said, yeah, who Who do you think? And I was like, me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And I bought his book and, you know, we kind of like laughed, but I was like, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. And I tried to kind of get something to happen then that would have been the centennial of her passing uh, in 2016. Um, and then I thought, you know, people have been trying to tell her story for a long time and maybe somebody else who at that time, you know, was more connected. And it's like, if nobody else is telling that story, just do it, do it, mm-hmm. do it. You will find the people if those, if that core is there and it needs to be told and that has been this whole project, you know, people, incredible people in every department have come in to level it up. Yeah. And Three of those departments are my, my beloved man, Nipun Nair, who edited it, who did the sound uh, soundscape. What do we call that? Sound design, which mm-hmm. is a whole world in this one because of her illness right. and composing. You know, it was a lot <laughs> to both pour in, but that and then what that crafted, then we got this, uh, Martine got this award-winning colorist, Maxine uh,
1: Gervais. To just like make it gorgeous. Oh
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's just incredible. She colored my first film and um I went out to her and she's just she has she's working in all the big Hollywood productions. She got HPA Awards for Pacific Rim, which is recognized as one of the best colored film in the wow. industry. Um and she's just incredible and within In the middle of her other huge Hollywood projects, she took care and she took us on, and it was amazing. And she did an incredible job in what a couple of weeks. (laughs) It was just so easy and and incredible with her because she's also a great creative woman.
2: Yeah. And we gave her very little um, sort of direction, you know, we wanted to see what her creative voice, where she would take it with her creative voice. And so the fact that, every single person had put in so much love to it the extras that we had all of the crew that we had people volunteering their time or doing it for peanuts you know because of everybody putting that love into it then somebody like maxine can see it and and want to be a part of it you know
4: and it was you know what was great something i want to tell a story um when we were uh, trying to get discounts and free stuff and to reduce the budget as much as we can, because we finance that through donations, um, one of the stories I love was the woman yes. who um, lent us the pickle lights. I do remember. So there was those lights that our DP wanted, and I'm I I was very confused with the lights. I have to say because we had all kinds of original 1900s lights and it was just like I didn't know those terms I didn't know those names so I was always mixed up between the lights but there was those huge uh lights that are behind Amy um on stage and they are just like they're beautiful they're round and they're beautiful and they were expensive and um I called the company and I started talking to the woman who was incredible and I explained the project and she came back and I said listen we're we can give you a donation but we can't really pay the price would you lend them to us for like we just need them for one day out of the two days mm-hmm. of shooting uh i'll come pick them up and bring them back and she called me back and said you know i just became american a few years ago and i was finally able to vote which was very important to me um and Just for that, I understand your fight and I will lend you the the lights for free. And that was, I thought, just incredible because if you if you have an incredible story, it resonates with people and people are inclined to help instead of, hey, I'm doing a short film, can I get a price? You know, that's not that was not the story. The story we're trying, you know, to show people what we were Mm -hmm. doing and express to them, you know, that we wanted to tell an incredible story and if they wanted to be part of it i just love that i just thought that was so yeah, great that she just related to and myself I, I went through the same thing i lived here for a few years before mm-hmm. i could vote, um and I became And that's American, a huge so testament to our emmy
2: winning dp sherry Kauk, who did that research and put everything into it and was like and fought for those pickle pats you know we were like okay this is six hundred dollars
4: yeah oh my god i was like i was like sherry do you really need them do you like, Because I didn't have the vision, right? I'm the producer. I don't know, you know, what she has in her head and I don't know what it's going to look like and I don't know all that. I just trust, I have a tendency when I produce something to trust the creatives I work with and I feel like as the producer, that's my role is to support them and trust them because if I start telling them what to do, then I might as well become a director, become a writer, become a cinematographer. But that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to support them. So... When you support them, you really have to trust them because you're not in their heads, yeah. right? So I was like, "Are you sure you need those pico lights?" And she like, "Yes, yes, trust them. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go but get Sherry, them.
3: Sherry's amazing. <laughs> she is. Um, she's just an amazing, amazing Incredible. human, but an amazing artist. Um, this is the third time I've worked with her. She shot. Um, she saw, shot. Listen, which is um the la- the last short that I directed before this, which Amy um starred in and Sherry shot that, but she also shot a um like a locked room murder mystery film um that I acted in and and pro- um, was a producer on uh called Murder Made Easy. And she she was just what she accomplished with No Crew was phenomenal. Um and and she's just she's such a creative DP. She she works. She's so generous with me, uh, especially as a new director. She's just incredibly generous with like um, supporting me in in finding the very best way to visually express my my vision. And um, yeah, definitely, I feel like the creative collaboration with her is is such a high point in my life. Just just like with just like with Amy and Martine. <laughs> And Napoon, oh my God! Oh, we did it all. Ver- we did it all over Zoom because of COVID. So me and Amy and Napoon just sitting there hours and hours and hours, like with their their phone on the their screen like showing me what's happening.
2: Was- this phone is looking at that. This phone is looking at us. This thing is that screen and this screen. Right. It was hilarious, and it was perfect timing because we shot this thing February tenth and eleventh. And we had just moved house oh, wow. yeah. and then we were deep into, we were already quarantined <laughs> because we were deep into post and just it, thank God for right. technology. But the big, big gush I do want to mention is our, our donors because a hundred percent of our, of our budget, which was substantial and it kept growing, you know, came from the the generosity of our, friends and family and people we don't even know who were inspired by the project. Yeah, that's huge. So thank you for supporting your community and supporting filmmaking and independent filmmaking.
0: That's awesome. Tell us more about the event.
2: So this, this literally is the centennial of the 19th amendment being ratified. So w- when women were, now this is, this is a technical, interesting thing, how to, how to language it because we have the right to vote as, um, as you know, Susan B. Anthony was attesting 100 years prior even to us getting the amendment. But um, you know, how do you interpret equal rights for men if that's also a short term for humans? So, um, so it was finally clarified, I'll say, by the 19th Amendment that women do get to vote. Uh, and it was in August of 1920. And so this year is the centennial. And we're looking at should I say a date? Okay, uh, August eighteenth. Because <laughs> we're just going to do it. it the eighteenth is, is the the day that it was actually signed, um, and so that's the day. And we're we're putting together even a, a whole event to celebrate that time and to just inspire us in this time when we need
3: inspiration.
2: And we're looking for other um, shorts for from. A diverse community. We'd really love to have it be a very diverse, equally represented event and hear some of these stories that haven't gone out. So we're going to do that and some Q&As and, um, and launch these films.
3: Another thing I think is that's really important just to mention about Inez at, um, at this time, and another reason why I'm so proud to be part of this project, is that Inez was advocating and fighting for Black women to be able to march um, with the white women. And there were definitely, um, women that did not feel that way, white women that did not feel that way. And at a time when, um, you know, white feminists really need to be, we really need to be looking at ourselves and seeing, uh, bringing in inter- inter- intersectionality. It's like, it, to me, the fact that she was already doing that and she wasn't perfect, you know, but she was advocating for something that is, st- is still a big problem today. And, uh, just that's that's really important to me amy shared that with me in our first call and that was um really really important for me to know as well
0: just whose story i'm telling this is someone i can really get behind that's amazing the more you guys talk about her the more like i'm falling in love with her too (laughs) because i didn't know anything about her like i feel like her last name sounded a little familiar to me when i started looking into your project and stuff and that was about it so yeah There's a lot of
3: women who are just completely erased and, 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 you know, actually there's a historian that I really love right now. Her name is Blair Amani, and she has a couple of different books. One is called Making Our Way Home, which is about the great migration of black America. And then um, another one called uh, Herstory, which does tell, you know, these stories. I think it's so important for us to be educating ourselves and each other on like the amazing women of this, of this country who have just been like completely well, in some cases whitewashed out, but in many cases just washed out because they happen to have a vulva.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me too. That was very important. And, you know, she was asked to, as Jessica said, to lead this 1913 march uh, on a horse, you know, and she had this whole vision for it. And there they are at the parade, ready to go. And, and then her, NAACP sisters were suddenly not allowed to march and they had their whole, you know, I mean, these are college women too and, and you know, just phenomenal humans. And, and here they are, they've come all this way. And then the leader of the march was saying, you, you can't march with us because then people will, they'll put both of our causes together and they won't give us our vote. And, and that she had the presence of mind to realize that this is all one purpose—that you can't have freedom for one—and so, yeah, she said, "I won't march unless they march with us." And and then you know, and these women, you know, we we really want to tell the bigger story so we can show all these other women who were part of the movement in all in all these different areas of the country and the world and Native American and, you know, Chinese American and, and the women who, and the year prior, Mabel Ping Lee was the one who led the march and she was Chinese American and she was on a horse. So there are a lot of stories that, that need to be told.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you don't learn any of this in history class, you know, you learn like about the 19th Amendment, like that it exists <laughs> and that there was a suffragette movement, but like that's it.
4: Yeah, and that's, that's the women... For me, the women who run Hollywood is completely that. Nobody learns about them. Nobody knows who Mary Pickford is, who uh, Dorothy Asner and Agliski Blashe and all these incredible women. Um, because, because the history, history is written by the winners and by men. Really? And, that's, and then they tend to forget that there was a woman.
3: And it's so important to just keep tipping the scale. I mean, when you consider that the ERA has still not been ratified, <laughs> like, I mean, it's shocking, like it's shocking to think that like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that uh, I think Miss, Miss America or Mrs. America um, with uh, Kate, Kate Blanchett and um, um, I'm, I'm blanking right now on, on everybody that's in it, but it's, it's actually really phenomenal um, and definitely worth checking yeah. out. Yeah. It's, I don't understand why it hasn't gotten more publicity. Like I haven't even really seen anyone talking about it on social media. Um, And it, um, (laughs) it's very good, very educational, Um, you know, and it talks about the issue, you know, talks about all this stuff and that it's, you know, continues to be something that needs to be fought for and advocated for. Um, And we need to keep like, that's why if I'm in charge of a crew, I'm going to try to get as many women as possible in in the key roles and, and you know and like for uh, for listen which is the film that amy was in um that i directed a couple years back um it, there was a, a kind of a featured extra mm-hmm. that was um a guy and i said to the writer i was like let's make it a black woman and let's give her some lines (laughs) and turn it into this whole other role. And it's like, I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that because we have to do this. (laughs) Like we have to, we have to as storytellers, it is our responsibility to tell stories of, you know, that, that change the way that our audience perceives reality. Um, You know, you, you have a black man in the white house that completely changes how people experience, and it's the same thing with film. It's the same thing with with art. But it just takes like what you said. I love what you said, Jessica. It just takes you as the, the producer,
1: the person in in charge, to to push yourself to find others and like and make those changes because it, it is your responsibility to do that. And and it's not easy. And it's you also want to find someone who is in line with your message. So you you're focusing on everything. It's not just okay, because I, I just want a woman crew. No, it's, it's also, it, and it's easy to be mistaken as that, like, oh, that's all I'm trying to do. No, like, you're important, it's important for you to find the right people, but also push yourself to to make a change at the same time. And it's hard. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I love men. I, 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 I love my man I've been with for 10 years. I love napoon, I love all the men that were involved in making this film. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's our responsibility to, um, and it's not easy, right? Like, I, it's not easy, um, and it, it shouldn't be. It's like, of course, it's not easy. It's like a long way to go. So, um, yeah, we have, to, we have to be willing to be, to be uncomfortable to create change in ourselves and in the world.
4: And, and you're doing an amazing job at it because when we were looking for the cars um, and we were thinking, my first... Uh, idea was there was a guy I used to work with, and Jessica's like, No, nope, I want a woman. I'm like, Oh, I don't want any woman. No, nope, I want a woman. <laughs> and then I'm like, Wait, Maxine, she's amazing. I haven't talked to her in three years. I hope she's <laughs> going to remember me. But well, <laughs> and then I reached out. But if she hadn't pushed me, because it wasn't, you know, sometimes you go to the easiest. And, and many times the easiest is the last person you work with recently or something. And then many times you work with men because there's not that many women really that in industry still. And I'm glad to have someone behind me that's that pushed me. And thank you again, Jessica. Uh, they know we're going to find, we're going to figure it out and it has to be a woman. Yeah.
2: And there were some times when somebody wasn't aligned with the vision, and you know, we needed to rearrange and make that diff You know, make that change, um, and that can be hard. But when they're when they're ha- they're in that coherence of the core purpose, it all is so much more easeful and graceful because it's like. Yes, we want to be able to pay everybody what they deserve. And yes, we want to at least be able to pay them something or, you know, at least give them a good credit that's going to help them get the next job or something. But it's like, regardless of of the currency with which we're paying, when that purpose is there and they're giving it their all, it just lifts everybody up. And that's its own kind of reward, too. Well, and you both created a platform where these stories can be amplified and shared and inspire more
3: so
1: oh thank you thank you no this has been an amazing platform for us to connect to meet other women um especially we bring on men though too but it's like a great place to to have everyone voice what they're working on especially projects like this so thank you for creating something like this, finding a team like this. And, and we cannot wait to share this
0: with everyone. And the teaser is really cool. I highly recommend you guys go and watch it by the way, anyone listening. Uh, well, on that note. So for listeners to keep up with the project, it's into light Right. Okay. And then handles, are they also into light official? Into light film. Into light film. Okay. I was like, I follow it, but I have to go check. It. And then for each of you individually, do you want to share um, whatever you're working on right now and how people can find you via social media, websites, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? Whoever wants to go first.
3: <laughs> sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Clark Graham. Um, and the best website to find me is yourwildawakening.com. And that's also where you can find a link for my book, which is called Good Sex, Getting Off Without Checking Out. And um, as far as film, I have a a feature that I produced and acted in called The Tangle, um, which we're in the process of, of trying to get out into the world. And so hopefully later this year, it'll be available streaming. Um, And then Listen, the short film that I've mentioned a few times that Amy stars in, um, we haven't actually released that yet. It had a successful film festival run and um, we'll be releasing that online soon. We kind of, it didn't, it's about domestic violence. It's very, it's very dark. It's very challenging to watch. It didn't feel like um, this spring was the best time to release it. So we've kind of, we were planning to, and then we just put it on hold. Um, But that'll be out there in the world, um, in the world soon. And then yeah, um, enjoying my little dog that I got um, during, during quarantine who I'm completely in love with. So that's, that's my, and, you know, and a bunch of other stuff, you know,
4: multi-passionate. <laughs> Martine,
3: do you want to go next?
4: Yeah, so my Insta is Martine for Insta and my uh, website is Kali Pictures, K-A-L-I Pictures.com. It's, I named it from the goddess Kali who's uh, the goddess of the destruction of the ego. I thought that was very fitted to Hollywood. Um, and I'm working on the multiple projects, um, TV. I have three TV series. I have four features. Um, I have a couple of reality shows. Um, so I'm not going to start going into them because that could be a whole podcast by itself. But um, I, have a, I have a lot of projects I'm working on. And um, one of them with Amy. Yay. And I, for Instagram
2: and Facebook uh, and YouTube, I'm a, a, at Amy Walker official. And then Twitter is still my OG at Amiable Walker. And my website is amywalkeronline.com. And I've got, it depends on how things are distri- distributed, but I've got a few features coming out this year. If everything works. And of course, this project, and we've got plans for taking that further on. Uh, so excited about that. And then tomorrow, I fly out at dawn. Of course, this will be tomorrow, a couple of weeks ago by the time this goes live. But I'm going to star in um, A Doll's House Part Two, which is an incredible play. Nine Tony winning about all of this stuff, because apparently it's all about women's empowerment for me right now. That's what the universe is giving me. Uh, so it's a it's incredible cast. And a really timely, we're going to socially distance it all, even the play,
0: which will give it a, a heightened meaning. And um, i really excited about that. That's amazing. Well, congratulations, ladies. It sounds like you're all busy, <laughs> which is awesome. And thank you all. Congrats on your podcast. Oh, thank you. And listeners, thank you as always. Like I said, this will wrap up this season, but we'll be back out here next week. <laughs> so you won't even know the difference. <laughs> But thank you all for listening and we will keep you listeners updated on everything we've talked about today as well. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate and give us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout out on the show. For more on us, check us out at famregard.com.
4: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.